Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, let's get to Ira right now on the NBA and especially on Irving. Ira, welcome. How are you? Uh, a lot busier, Mike, than I ever fathomed okay. that could be the third week of All July. All right, so give me your take on what is going on here with Kyrie, with LeBron. Give me, give me what's going on. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned the other name. This is, there is such a manipulation being put into play here about guys trying to save face and look like the right guy and the wrong guy. And the way this is playing out... I think has gotten so distorted nationally as far as there's this petulant guard from Cleveland who's never won without LeBron James, and he's forcing his way out, and he's destroying a dynasty, and that couldn't be farther from the truth no matter what some people at the suggestion of others are pointing to. This is a player who found out that he was involved in trade rumors and decided to be proactive once he heard that and step up to management and said, hey, if this is happening, if you're thinking about moving me, that I want to let you know, since in two years I can become a free agent like Paul George last year, this is where I want to go, so let's work together and, Mike, and this is important, and let's do this privately and behind the scenes. And all of a sudden, I'm flying back from a funeral in Jersey for a great man just minding my own business, and I'm writing a story on my phone to my newspaper when this whole thing breaks because someone decided to put this thing out public. This was never the plan by the Cavaliers. This was never the plan by Kyrie Irving to make something private become something public. So you're saying that the first thing that happened is Irving heard that he was the subject of of trade rumors. In June. Absolutely correct. And the Cavaliers were honest and forthright about it and told them, yes, that while all this Jimmy Butler swirl and Paul George swirl was out there, that he was among the names, as was Kevin Love, because like every team, unless you have a no-trade clause like LeBron James, like Carmelo Anthony, you know, like players like that, you are going to be involved in trade talks. So Kyrie said, let's have a discussion. I know we don't have a GM, but let's sit down and I'm going to list you the teams. And Mike, to be honest with you, I have spoken to people involved. I can confirm to you that the San Antonio Spurs, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Miami Heat were on that Kyrie list. I'm not as sure about the Knicks, no matter what you've seen reported elsewhere. What Kyrie said was this. Send me to a team that has stable management because you are not stable here. Send me to a team that has coaching stability. I want to grow as a player. So it's logical. San Antonio, R.C. Buford, Greg Popovich, beyond reproach. 
Miami, Pat Riley, Eric Spolster, same thing. And Minnesota now, as you know from his tenure in New York and elsewhere, Tom Thibodeau is a player that players love playing for, and now that he's in charge of the front office in Minnesota, has done wonderful things, be it Jimmy Butler, be it Taj Gibson coming in there. So that's what Kyrie said, give me stability. I'm sort of tired of all the craziness around me. And he, and he did that privately, and he left the meeting, and then on Friday at about 4 o'clock or so, the whole thing becomes public, while Kyrie is in Asia right now and wasn't even braced for the thing becoming right, public. And let me ask the question that uh, we obviously know the answer to, but i got to ask anyway. How about the reports of LeBron being shocked and dismayed to hear about Kyrie's demands? Yes, he was. In June and early July, he was. Because LeBron's world revolves around, no offense, and he's right, LeBron. Why wouldn't you want to be with LeBron James? He's taken you to three NBA Finals after you never made the NBA playoffs without him. Why would you want to break free from his orbit? And, Mike, I could tell you the other part of this that's sort of been distorted out there as well. This has nothing to do with on-the-court stuff. This is not wanting to be the man and having the ball in his hands and plays called for him. That's just coaching and organizational stuff. This is LeBron James is treated differently by the Cavaliers and probably rightfully so than every other player. But at one point on the star scale, LeBron is always a 10, and Kyrie was a 2, a 3, and then a 5. His thought is now, if I'm a 7 or an 8, why are there these one rules for one player and I sort of am in the same orbit as no offense Chumpert and Channing Fry. It doesn't happen on the Spurs. It doesn't happen on the Heat. And I can guarantee you, the way he plays his players, it doesn't happen with Tom Thibodeau and the Timberwolves. I, we're talking about Ira Winderman, of course, on the NBA, on this Irving stuff. Ira, um, it's being uh, depicted in a lot of places that the Cavs have come to realize that there's no way LeBron is staying after mm-hmm. next year. Is there any reason to believe that he gave any indication of his plans more than a year from now? No, because LeBron gives no one any indication until the moment in hand, or else Dwayne Wade would have about another $16 million now if he was given the courtesy by LeBron when he left the Heat to know that in advance. Or the Cavaliers would have operated differently in advance of offering Tom Izzo the job when they were trying to keep LeBron back in 2010. LeBron's decision, that, that stays a secret. His circle, his people know enough to know that LeBron's decisions, everything stays in-house. The Cavs don't know that. This clearly is a desperation team trying to do everything possible to appease LeBron. We've seen teams do it before and get burned. Miami Heat drafts, uh, he's a very good player at UConn, but they draft Shabazz Napier because LeBron wanted him. They go out and they sign Josh McRoberts and what was left of Danny Granger because LeBron wanted him. Then LeBron left anyway. I agree. Organizationally, you have to do everything you can to keep LeBron. He's the king. He's the greatest player. He gets whatever he wants. But that doesn't mean that there still isn't the possibility that he leaves the Cavaliers in an absolute bunch of rubble as a mess, which is why if they can get young players and they can get draft choices, at least they might be able to move forward post-LeBron. That's part of this well, thing. Well, look at this now, now though, Ira. How does Cleveland trade LeBron, uh, trade uh, Kyrie? They can't bring back equal or better talent. And LeBron's not going to be happy if they, they can't trade him for future considerations. LeBron go crazy. So... How can they possibly trade this guy and come up with an equal deal? 
Well, what they, what LeBron would like, and the best way to appease him would be to get a ready now player and enough for the future just in case. And I'll give you an example. Go ahead. Uh, uh, Eric Bledsoe of the Suns is represented by Clutch Sports, Rich Paul, LeBron's de facto agency. If they can make a trade with the Suns of maybe him, and I think they're after Josh Jackson and the 2021 unprotected Heat first-round pick, you could say, okay, this season we're giving you Eric Bledsoe. Not quite Kyrie Irving, but pretty good for the moment. And then if you do leave, we wind up with Josh Jackson. We wind up with the 2021 first-round pick of a Heat team and might be in a bit of a shambles then. That'll work for us. The Suns, on the other hand, are saying that's a lot to give up for a guy who could walk in 2019. And, Mike, that's the other part of this equation. If you know you're only going to get a player for two seasons, what's the approach? Is it, hey, two years at a value contract is an eternity in the NBA? Or do you look at him like teams looked at Paul George before and said, even before this summer's trade, wow, how much can we give up for a player who might leave? That's why Kyrie gave his wish list. He's going to tell suitors that there is no guarantee beyond 2019 that he doesn't go to one of his favorite teams anyway. And I can guarantee you... And you don't know that the Knicks are one of those teams, right? That's the thing. I spoke to someone who gave me the management and coaching thing. They said, this is why Kyrie is doing this. And I said to them, it doesn't make sense for me, New York. I don't even know who the Knicks management team is right now. From what I'm reading, they haven't even spoken to Dolan yet. You have that. Jeff Hornacek was hired by Phil Jackson. Who knows how long he is there? I think that was included because, as we know, Kyrie is from New Jersey. There is the proximity factor there also. I think some people assume the Carmelo possibility. Right. So, yes. I have heard, I'm not, you know, not going to say this is my reporting, it is not, that there have been others linked. What I was told when looking at Kyrie and what he would prefer if he gets a choice in this is management and coaching stability. Mike, I don't know how you could say the Knicks have either of those right now. Ira, are the, are, how would we now describe the relationship between Kyrie and LeBron, how, what would that be at right now? Would that be at loggerheads, or would they be fine? Would they be this is all business, or is this a big problem? I think I even describe it this way, Mike, and we know the result: Shaq and Kobe, two players who've become elite level stars on their own, who have a philosophy of how the game should be played and how the approach should be made, and that there should not be a favored son. So again, is it wrong? Is it egotistical? Of course it is, Mike. We see this in all these kinds of situations. That's where it's at. Now, I would say this. Can you manage it? Yes. The Lakers managed enough of Kobe and Shaq until they broke up because they had the strong ownership of Jerry Buss at the top of the organization. That's the question right now. What does Cleveland have? They haven't even named their new general manager. Clearly, Chauncey Billups was apprised of this and said, yeah, I'm not making my management debut in that kind of toxic situation, and he moved away. So I would ask you this. Who's the strong voice, the conciliator in Cleveland? Is it Dan Gilbert? I strongly doubt it. Is it Colby Altman, the impending uh, GM coming in? He's, he's in his 30s and just getting started. Is it Tyron Lue? He's been there a year and a half as an NBA head coach. This is when you need Popovich. This is when you need Riley. This is when, if Phil Jackson was who he thought he would be, this is when you needed Phil Jackson. If Phil Jackson was with the, was with the Cavs and was what we thought he would be, he would bring him in there. He'd have a triangle. He'd have a crystal. He'd have some Zen talk, and he'd get him to work through it. 
Mike, I can't tell you right now in Cleveland, there's anyone who could prevent Cleveland's media day from being unbelievably toxic if you're going to have Kyrie and LeBron in the same room. Do you think, uh, we're talking with Ira Windman, of course, about the NBA. Ira, do you think uh, Kyrie will be on the Cavs when the season starts? No. I, oh, you I, don't? I, I, okay. And, but here's the deal. It's like what you mentioned before. All they're trying to do is appease the king. Right. The king is LeBron James. Well, if you've said bad things and said the emperor has no clothes, well, I'm the emperor. I don't want to hear that. Banish him, you know, into the forest. You think LeBron's I, asking for him to be banished now? I think LeBron hated that someone else tried to take control of a situation in Cleveland while he was there. LeBron is a decision maker, the de facto general manager. Everyone LeBron has wanted to get in the trades, whether it was the J.R. Smith deal, whether it was bringing Darren Williams in later in the season, whether it was the Kyle Korver deal, LeBron has gotten. And now someone dare says, no, I want to change this dynamic. I want a voice. That's what Kyrie Irving has said, is he wants a voice in the situation. And I think the Cavaliers are afraid if we give someone else a voice, LeBron's going to walk next July when he might walk next July anyway. He might, the right? Thing is, right. Is, no one can say LeBron will or won't. I mean, do you think at this stage he would walk again? Yeah, I know this is all taped and it's going to come back at me, but yeah, I do. I think LeBron is like the married guy who was out there and sees the better-looking woman. He loved Dwayne Wade. But Kyrie Irving was better looking in 2014. He loves this situation of being in the NBA Finals seven straight years. But man, doesn't Lonzo Ball look attractive in purple and gold right now? That's what he is. He sort of has that distracted eye out there. LeBron could end all of this now. He could say, I am not opting out of my contract. I am going to extend my contract. I pledge to be in Cleveland, the city that I love the rest of my career. Mike, have you heard any of that? No. Have not. Now, interestingly, uh, there's only three players in the league that have no trades. We know LeBron's one of them. Uh, Carmelo's another. And I think the third, it might be Harden, I might be wrong, but I think there's three players that have no trades in the I whole league. I thought it was a Visky, but you, you might, might be right. right there, you might right. be right. There's a third player. I don't know who the third is. I know it's Carmelo and LeBron and one other guy. Someone else. There's only three in the league. But, right. okay, we know that. So uh, we know no one else has a no trade. So anyone else can be traded. The question is... Uh, Irving's leverage point is, hey, trade me here. I'm going to stay two years and leave. Okay, so now you look at where there are guys who could be packaged. You're not going to trade them for an equal player. There are very few. Um, I thought of, you mentioned Phoenix, which makes sense. They have young guards. I thought of Portland. Uh, would Lillard be a trade with Lillard and somebody for for you know who always play is a bomber and plays against Golden State? I don't know how Portland would feel about that or how uh, or how what Lillard's situation is. I, I'm just looking for possible guys who would make sense. Well, Lillard you know, and somebody for Lillard I, I, and somebody for Irving. Uh, somebody in Phoenix trade. for Irving. I'm just trying to find someone who can actually play on that level. You can trade Lillard for a two year rental. So I would say no. I would say that's too much for Portland to risk. Maybe you go down to this level of C.J. McCollum, obviously Alan Crabb, someone well, like you that. you've got to give LeBron somebody okay, where he feels like he has a shot next year, you right? You know what? Here's the deal you make if I'm Cleveland. And again, it's your prime rival, which is almost unheard of in sports, but you have to look out for your own future. Mike, we always go back to the same team, the Boston Celtics. Would, they, would the Celtics be willing to package Isaiah Thomas and, and maybe two of their young treasure trove pieces 
cases. Maybe someone like Tatum, he can be dealt within 30 days of signing his rookie deal. It's not like this December 15th waiting day for other players. You have someone like that, someone like Jalen Brown, an emerging first-round pick from a year ago. What about the Nets pick? Could be number one next year. What about the Lakers pick? Could be a top-five pick. The Celtics have the pieces to get such a deal done. The one thing we know about Brad Stevens, he's all about chemistry. He sold the current chemistry to Gordon Hayward less than a month ago. Can he come in now and bring in one of the, I'm not going to be honest with you, one of the largest egos in the NBA to disrupt that or not? The Celtics have more pieces than any team in the NBA would want right now. Their one possibility, the other is the 76ers with the very young pieces. Could Ben Simmons, even though he's yet to play a game, be on the move? Could they do something even with their first-round pick, Markel Fultz, to get a veteran in there ready to go right now? Those are the kind of teams you look at that, but as we spoke, each of those moves is a forward-thinking future move for the Cavs. And the one thing the Cavs can't afford to do is make it look as if they're forcing LeBron out. Let me... They can't... Let me it give is, you. The, let me that. let me give you. the talking about Ira, of course. Let me give you the stu. And I don't think this would ever happen because I don't think anybody could even do this for a year and live with it. I don't think they can even live with the prospect. But if you had some, if you're an owner and you had some guts, okay, and you realized, and maybe you're fed up to hear he's given you a lot, but he's also given you a lot of agita. Okay, if you went to LeBron and said, "Listen, you and I are done." Let's work. Give me the teams I could trade you to, and let me work a deal. You might be able to rebuild a franchise, keep Irving, and rebuild the franchise with what you would get back. How incredible would the halls be, even knowing he's only got maybe three years left at the top of his game, and he's going to cost you a fortune? Do you think Cleveland wouldn't have the guts to do it because their fans would go crazy? I understand that. But it would actually rebuild that franchise when really he might take off next year if you did something wrong this year. You're in a, you're in a, but I don't think anyone, do you think, A, do you think anyone would have the guts to trade him? Well, first of all, that's why LeBron has stepped forward through his people, of course, so he remains Teflon and said he will not allow his no-trade clause to be tampered with. He is staying. So what he did is immediately return that salvo to the Cavaliers and said, don't even think about it. The answer is no. So LeBron put it out there. Yet I contend to you, Mike, if the Cavaliers went to LeBron and said, what about we get you to L.A. a year earlier? What if we get Brandon Ingram back and maybe a pick or another young player from the Lakers and it gets you to where you want to go? Would you do it then? I think that's the only escape clause for the Cavaliers right now. Look, until this story broke, the Cavaliers clearly wanted to hold it together or else they would have dealt with You think LeBron wants to go into anyway. the same conference with those guys rather than play against them again? Oh, of course. You know, that's a Carmelo trade. That's the example you know also well. You don't have to give up Gallinari and Mazda and Wilson Chandler and swapping a pick and a first-round pick, and Carmelo would have been far better off waiting to come to New York with those assets in play. But what I'm saying is, if this gets so un- contentious with LeBron, maybe LeBron says, you know what, we're not going to wind up having Brandon Ingram and some of the young players, but me and Lonzo Ball and, and what we could wind up getting in free agency with cap space, I'm going to bring Paul George in anyway. It's going to turn that way. Let me start working with this, you know, sort of the guy who's captured my heart now and Lonzo Ball. Let me get him used to playing LeBron-style ball where he doesn't have the ball in his hands all along. Then we're built to win next year. To me, this has all come down to how toxic it has gotten in Cleveland right now, and I'll say this. Would LeBron, LeBron only go to the Lakers, or does he? would he go to the Celtics, let's say? If the Celtics put together a no, package, would he, he go would. to the Celtics? I, 
I don't think he would because I think he looks at the Celtics as too much of an ensemble team where it wouldn't be his team. Right. He doesn't want to be there. Let he me ask you the crazy one. LA. Do you think mm-hmm. he – now this one I have to ask us here. Do you think there's any way he would consider the idea of I could finally be the guy – Phil couldn't win in New York – I can be the guy to do the unthinkable, return the Knicks to prominence. New York City, my oyster, they throw a ticker tape. Do you think he would consider New York? No, and for this reason, Mike. LeBron realizes he's done with the heaviest lifting of his career, that he won in Miami because he had Bosch and Wade, that he won or got to three finals, won one championship in Cleveland because he had Love and Kyrie, and he's only getting older and more exhausted and more tired, and I don't think he could look at the Knicks right now because the only trade the Knicks can do that Cleveland would even think about right now would be Porzingis. Correct. So let's be honest, Mike. Let's take Porzingis out of the equation. No other pieces, even though salary-wise there would have to be. Let's take Porzingis out of the equation. What would New York have right now to put around Carmella, or to put around LeBron that might even just not even get him to the Eastern Conference Finals? There's not enough there. LeBron is smart enough to realize in the era of the big three, you better have a big three. So, okay, even if in his thoughts, because he's such a good friend, he says, me and Carmelo... And what? And Joakim Noah and a rookie out of France who is yet to play in, in a game in the United States right now? It's just too much of a stretch. Now, if you're t- saying to me the Knicks have an unbelievably creative front office and now we're going to trade this first-round pick and a future one to get another veteran, then yes. But you know what? As with all things with LeBron, the Knicks would have to make those moves first. So before LeBron would give up his no-trade clause, it's probably a long shot because the timing couldn't be worse for the Knicks to be in a rebuilding stage right now. All right, what's the was going with Ira Windman about the NBA and obviously about this interesting situation in Cleveland? Give me your and you gave us some stuff today we haven't heard before. Give us some. Give me your best case scenario as to how this plays out in Cleveland. I think Cleveland sits down and tries to negotiate a deal with the Suns where they can get two young components and someone to appease LeBron right now, like Bledsoe, as the same agent. Then Kyrie sits down with the Suns, and the Suns have to sell Kyrie on a long-term vision with him and Devin Booker and salary cap space that makes him feel like he's in a comfortable place. Would they put Booker in the trade with, for Cleveland? Oh, or no? the, Cavs want, the Cavs would love that. That's what I'm and saying. Would, they, would, Cle- would no, Phoenix I, put him in the trade? Because then there wouldn't be anything for Kyrie to want to go to. So, no. I, I, I don't want to say... Because that's the Booker, guy you want. Possible. You want Booker. Yeah. So, yes. In a shooting league. But yeah. here's the other part of the equation, Mike, I just gave you. If you're Kyrie Irving, why would you want to go to the Western Conference with a middling team against the Warriors who basically have undone your Cavaliers? Then you have this unbelievable colossus now in Houston with Harden and with Chris Paul. We know the Spurs aren't going away because they never die, so you have that. The Clippers are playing for their lives right now, getting Gallinari to go with Glyph- to Griffin. I couldn't see... Even Kyrie at the top of his game and Booker at the top of their game being better than number six in the West, and that's probably being very generous considering the other teams in the West right now. So, again, a lot of these trades have Cleveland saying, you know what, we're going to ship his butt out of our conference so he doesn't come back and bite us in the butt when LeBron leaves. If I'm Kyrie, I'm saying, yeah, if I can find something in the East, I can rise to the top when LeBron leaves. Again, this whole thing did not start with Kyrie asking for a trade. You know what, it did not even start with the Cavaliers exploring Kyrie trades. It started with LeBron opening the window to the possibility of leaving this team in the 2018 offseason because 
everything that happens in Cleveland starts with LeBron, including this mess with Kyrie right now. Fascinating. So you believe that most likely, that under some scenario, that Kyrie has played his last game in Cleveland. Yeah, and you know what? And again, maybe the timing is not... The only timing thing I would clarify, and I know I already put myself on the record, is that is most players, all players signed in the offseason can't be dealt till December 15th. That's been a real setback right now for the Cavs. That even guys that he just signed, if they wanted to put them into a trade, a Kelly Olynyk or someone like that, not till December 15th. So maybe they try to buy their time, because the one thing we know, the Cavaliers, traditionally with LeBron, have been miserable for the first half of the season, have found their way in January and February, put their foot on the gas, and got into the finals. So maybe Cleveland says, you know what? We might have to take two separate buses to every game. Let's buy our time till December 15th. Let the rest of the league become trade eligible and do it then. But Mike, as you, Mike, look at, look at how this thing has festered just since Friday over the last four days. The last four days it's grown so toxic. Mike, add another week, another month, another two months in that. Do you think this is getting any better? Do you also, Ira, think, uh, uh, so, and Ira uh, did some very interesting, gave us some very interesting stuff here, which he's telling you that he, Irving had nothing to do with this. Number two, uh, what do you think is going to happen with Anthony? Anthony, from my end, I'll give you what I've heard. What right. I've heard is Anthony now does want out, okay? Yeah. Now, can they get something, you know, he was not allowed to be released. That was not going to happen, okay, right. which is what Phil Jackson wanted. Um, he wants to go now. The question is, can they get something and make a deal? What do you think will happen with Anthony? I can tell you the whole linchpin, and it's been widely reported. It's crazy. Even though it's a Carmelo Anthony trade, the entire linchpin to that deal to Houston or any Rockets deal is Ryan Anderson. In order to make salaries work, the Rockets have to trade Ryan Anderson and his $20 million-plus salary to create the space to make it work. We know the Knicks in their rebuilding plan don't need a stretch four with that much mileage on them. So I think this is when we see how creative the Knicks front office can be and how creative the league can be. Is there a landing spot in the NBA for Ryan Anderson? If any team steps up and says, yeah, he's the piece we need, maybe the Clippers or someone like that to play with Blake Griffin, who will play more in the perimeter and they'll go small, and then the Knicks can be siphoned young players, draft choices, and a choice to get players to build around Porzingis, it gets done. But until the Rockets can move Ryan Anderson, we're going to be locked in that same status quo. Very interesting. All right, great reporting. Thank you very much. Appreciate it.